pro-cannabis media. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another very special edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. And I am so excited to be interviewing our guest today. His name is Sean Gold, and he is the CEO and founder of Pilgrim Soul. Now, I'm not going to just explain what he does because it's important to let the creative mind express themselves. Sean Gold is someone who is someone who believes in the creative mind and the role cannabis plays in that creative mind. Uh, give me the elevator pitch, if you will, about Pilgrim Soul. So Pilgrim Soul is a creativity company where cannabis is one of the products. Also curriculum meant to be used while you're high, uh, content that educates people and community elements to it. But the, the mission of the company is to optimize human creative performance and to generally give people an edge in work and really life in general. Now, the book, which says, please use this journal when you are high, um, you know, that catches your eye if you're going through the book. If anybody goes to bookstores anymore, it would catch your <laughs> eye. Maybe if you're shopping on Amazon, we all do it. Uh, that too would catch your eye. It caught the eye of many friends of mine who kept sharing this book with me, which was great. And I, and I enjoyed it. Why, is, why does cannabis explain? It, it's one of the first things in your book, I noticed. Why yeah. does cannabis drive the creative thinking process? Well, you know, it's interesting. There's a lot of, there's not a lot of research on cannabis that, that proves that cannabis drives creativity. I mean, there's, cause there's just not a lot of sanctioned. There's a couple of reasons. There's not right. a lot of sanctioned research. Right. One And two, the definition of creativity is variable. Like there was a, there was a, a creative report I read the other day. Like they gave, you know, 10 entrepreneurs, cannabis and another and another 10 entrepreneurs not cannabis and they had them do this task to see which one if cannabis would help with you know entrepreneurs creativity and it just doesn't work that way it's like you can't sit them down it's a cumulative life experience that things come in it just you can't really isolate it that way that said you know if you removed cannabis from our society probably half the songs on spotify would be gone you know <laughs> Take away hip hop, jazz, rock and roll, EDM, punk. You know, there's just so many. Um, good portion of the uh, the art in the Museum of Modern Art and probably 75% of the companies on television. But that's, you know, that's what we think about when we think about cannabis. We don't think about scientists like, you know, Richard Feynman, who experimented with cannabis or, um, uh, or, or Steve Jobs or Bill Gates or... Uh, you know, so many other people, uh, you know, who have used cannabis to enhance perspective and like the science aspect of it is that it, you know, it stimulates the frontal lobe, which is the idea production part of the brain. But just as importantly, it it suppresses a part of the brain called the dorsolateral cortex, which is the judgment area of the brain. So when you have those two things working together, your idea generation is much more productive. Now, there's a caveat to that. It doesn't mean that all your ideas are going to be good. As a matter of fact, most of your ideas won't be good. Um, 
the general gist of it is it's better to have 10 ideas than no ideas or two highly inhibited ideas that, you know, the important thing is you probably know, because you, you, we've talked before this, we started rolling about your, uh, your use of cannabis for creativity. And, you know, it's, it's important not to email your boss, your, all your ideas while you're high. There's uh, you know, the, the creative process is, you know, it, it, it's broken into four, four parts, um, preparation, incubation, illumination, and verification. So cannabis is great for the incubation and illumination. Incubation is sort of, prep, you know, preparation is like all the research you do and the knowledge base you have um, before you start thinking. Incubation is when you're sort of putting together the idea. Illumination is the, you know, aha moment. And then verification is, was that a good idea or was I just stoned? So it's great for the middle part. Verification should probably done be done while you're not high. Good, good advice right there. And of course, <laughs> one of the things that we do preach on this uh, program and on our original programs is responsible use of cannabis, oh. because this is truly a medicine, a plant medicine that is designed to interact with that endocannabinoid system that we all have inside of us. And this creative angle, you know, I, I got my medical card six years ago, whenever the program started in Massachusetts for my arthritis, I've got horrible osteoarthritis. I had four surgeries in 22 years. I swear I was an athlete once and, you know, it finally get, you get caught up with that after a while. That being said, chronic pain is also one of those uh, things that the cannabis really can help with, whether that is the combination of THC and CBD, the ratios and the entourage effect and blah, 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 blah. Bottom line is <laughs> if you use it and you enjoy it and you're able to get a benefit from it and it can enhance your life in some way in uh, either occasional use or responsible use, uh, you still hear that now, even though a lot of the research and you mentioned some of it is anecdotal. There are great stories about people's experience with this plant, right? Yep, totally. And I, you know, the philosophy of our brand is definitely uh, less, more, less is more. Um, that you can always smoke more, you can't smoke less. That it's about enhancing the experience, not being the experience. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes you do smoke more than you'd like to. We all do. And, you know, you have to adjust, breathe, do some yoga breathing, drink some water and, and, and catch the wave. Uh, but the, the, a lot of the research that has been done shows that low doses of cannabis enhance uh, creativity more than high doses. So I, we could sell more probably if we told people to use more. But the reality is, you know, use, try less, see how it goes. You know, it, it's not about distorting reality completely. It's about really enhancing it. it it's, it's the start low, go slow uh, philosophy that all the doctors and nurses that are cannabis certified all preach, correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's exceptionally logical. I don't, I haven't read a lot about it. It's just from, you know, 40 years of smoking. Um, that's what I've personally come up with. It just makes sense. You can, again, the worst thing is when you have, People who are new to cannabis, who smoke too much or eat an edible that they, you know, too much and they, it turns them off from the experience and they get scared. You know, you have tons of people who, you know, 
got paranoid as kids and you know now they you know they stopped smoking and there's less there was less information less science less you know proper approach wrong environment all those variables you know so we don't want people to have a bad experience and not benefit from cannabis you know it, by doing by taking the wrong approach and i mean nobody does right you know? and it and it's one of the reasons why the fastest growing demographic group is this 50 plus group that perhaps used it in college and is now reading about the science and research about how it can help them sleep better, how yeah. they can become more creative. Uh, some people use it before exercise. So that that is the, uh, what is it? Inquiring minds want to know more about this product. Uh, and it sounds like you are certainly uh, recognizing that and taking advantage of that too. Tell me a little bit about your disposable pen line that is designed with the proper um, yeah. dosaging and, and mixture of uh, all those amazing cannabinoids. And how does that work? So we, I worked with this company called Abstracts Labs in California. Uh, they have a bunch of uh, PhDs in analytical chemistry, focusing specifically on cannabis. They do, they provide terpenes to a lot of the top MSOs around the country. And they do the oils for the Jack Herrera family, for the Sherbinsky famous strains here in California. Uh, they work with uh, Josh D on his oils. He invented the OG strain. So they're, you know, they're kind of elitist cannabis nerds and surfers because they're in California. Um, but we analyzed over a hundred different strains that index high for creativity and other secondary and tertiary states like focus and relaxation and so forth. And the data from that comes from survey data. So we, you know, looked at Leafly data and a bunch of other websites, people responding and categorizing what happens if they smoke various different strains. So we We've took it all, we looked at all the strains that are indexing high based on the survey data. And then we made 3D models of, we, of the flower, um, the, uh, of the terpenes and cannabinoids in the different flowers. And we were connecting those to various states of mind and evaluating them. So we came up with four different blends based on four different types of creativity, which are creative reflection, creative imagination, creative focus, and creative awareness. So creative reflection is really kind of looking a little bit more inside yourself. And it's um, obviously it has a little bit more mercy in it. It's a little, you know, more, more indigo leaning uh, where creative focus is more about, you know, uh, it strains an index certainly high for creativity and focus. They're definitely sativa driven. We have for the creative imagination blend, it's more about divergent thinking, also sativa driven. And then the, creative awareness blend is really about riffing on the world around you. Like when you go to a, why is it better? You know, why do you, why do you enjoy a, a concert or a museum when you get high, you know, when you're high, it's about creative focus. You're, you know, you're taking in your, 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 like, again, you're present and you're taking in information, you know, in a, in a, in a more uh, intense way to enjoy that experience. So again, we, we've, Met, we've looked at a, the science behind a lot of these different strains and come up with these four blends. And the best-selling blend so far is creative reflection. 
which I did not think. I thought creative, fo creative focus is number two. I thought that would be number one. Um, creative awareness is the, they're all selling pretty well, but that's the worst of them all. Um, maybe people just don't want to be aware as much. <laughs> I don't know. But then there's another variable that these tins are all in, I don't know if these, so this is one example of the creative focus blend. These all are in, this first um, series is a partnership with four different female street artists and they're limited, limited edition tins. So the creative reflection blend has this beautiful like flowers, I'm uh, sorry, butterflies on it. And it, there is a variable that they like the tin more than they actually like the blend. So uh, we have to work that out. We'll look at the data, get back to you. And when I revisit you on the next, <laughs> on my next visit to your show. There you go. And, uh, and they're disposable vape pens, correct? Is that Yeah, the first, yeah, exactly. The first product is a disposable vape pen. I'm going to take off the, and then we, you know, on this, we also list the different strains that are in it. Yeah. So, so someone might say creative focus. I'm interested in that, but I, as a, as a, an experienced uh, smoker, I really want to know what's in it. And in this particular one, it's the strains are Wookiee fruit, XJ13 and lemon jack. And to me as an experienced smoker, I'd be, oh, that makes perfect sense. Those are creative strains. They're, you know, they're focused strains. So it would make sense that they would be in this. And then the, I'm going to take off this label and show you what's inside. And then we make, you know, oink. we make these so they're, you know, so you want to keep them. They're upcyclable, recyclable. Your child would probably try to steal it as their pencil box. And then inside it's a, there's a disposable pen that um, also matches the out, outside. We explain how to use it, how to dose. And then on the reverse side of this, there's information about the artist and, um, and the art and the piece of art that's, you know, that makes up the, the product. Yeah. I love that. I love that, but I'm not, I can't jump on a plane, come to California and, and partake. You know what I mean? It, I, I really wish we have evolved enough as a society and as a, <laughs> a country that we could actually be able to go online and order it from Amazon. So it would show up at our door the next day. Right. I mean, uh, I don't know how far away you think we are from that, but I'm not, I never thought I'd be hosting a cannabis talk show in my lifetime either. You know? Oh, yeah, I'm. I mean, everyone's everyone's guess. Let's say five years. I think that's safe. I think that's safe. I don't know if we can get through that next the next election cycle. Uh, hopefully, it'll be a little easier to deal with than the last one, uh, because the last one was a, a challenge just to be uh, an American during that time. Let's just say I don't. You yes. know, we, we try, I try to keep politics away, but it's so difficult to do that when you talk about cannabis now, because it is part of the political debate, and it has to do with the fact that it's always been a, a racial issue. Right. Yeah, totally. I mean, uh, you know, cannabis is is a, has been a bad thing, really, only for the last seventy years. When you 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 have so many right, like Louisa May Alcott used cannabis, and they found evidence that Shakespeare used cannabis, and uh, uh, who like just so many writers. You know, there's there's all these. Um, there's this famous hashish club from Paris in the 1850s. And right. I mean, uh, opium was also quite popular, but yeah. it, you know, it wasn't a thing. It was really a government. I'm sure you've had people on this show talk about this. Um, 
there's a really great documentary on Netflix um, gra called Grass is Greener yep. uh, uh, that goes into this. It really tracks cannabis uh, and the music industry and, mu you know, music, starting with the jazz musicians and, yep. and how it was you know, meant to repress, repress. They were looking, the government was really repressing both African-Americans and Mexicans. Yep. Um, so that's why, that's why it's really essential for any cannabis company to have a social justice element to their brand. Yep. And the best ones, you know, are, are it, where it is authentic and innate to the brand. And you can, you know, it's, it's obvious to consumers when it's sort of this afterthought, like, oh yeah, this is our brand. And then we donated, you know, a bunch of money to, you know, Mr. D'Angelo or anybody else, which is, which is great. Right. But, you know, for, for us, we, ours is really integrated into inner city arts programs okay. and uh, prison arts programs. So, you know, doing mini endowments uh, with a marginalized artists and giving them a leg up and giving them exposure and giving them cash. I, we, we label this socially responsible capitalism, and I find more and more um, cannabis businesses looking to do those kinds of things. They, they see the role that this plan has had either in their own lives or in the lives of others, the more they read about it, and they want to be able to do the right thing. But here's my issue, and I'm sure you can relate to this, or at least I'm, I'm expecting you can that the power and the greed element in capitalism can sometimes jade the focus of, of business people. Is there a balance there, you think? Uh, yeah, there, there, there is a balance. I think you can do good and do well at the same right. time if you really have a strong mission and you believe in it. Right. You know, um, people buy products from companies that believe what they believe. For a lot of the cannabis brands, I don't really know what they believe. You know, and 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 it's and it, it's difficult to differentiate because many of these products they all get you high, um, you know. So, to, to the differentiation in cannabis for the most part has been packaging, and that is not a brand. You know, a brand is who you are, what you stand for, your role in society. People buy, you know, people buy products today as an extension of who they are, you know, it's function is not enough anymore. People want design and they want story and they want empathy. They want to know who made the product, where it was made, why it was made, the people behind the brand. And those are all elements of creativity. That's what, another reason why creativity is such an important thing. And so, you know, in, in this, in our society, why it's really an essential skill that it will, and, and essentially it's part of job security as we move forward. You know, um, if you're a lawyer, an example, um, I use this example a bunch, but if you're a lawyer and you're not a creative one, in the next 10 years, your job will be done probably by someone in Asia or by a computer. You know, AI outsourcing and sort of this expectation that we have from products because we have so much choice are all coming together, making creativity like this differentiating an essential skill in almost any job that you have. Um, I, you, you buy know, into looking, that? Go ahead. Did you buy into that? 
Yeah, I do actually, uh, in many ways, and it's not the first time I've I've heard these things uh, about the industry and people talking about it as well. Um, your background is quite impressive, uh, I, and I know this is going to date us a little bit, but I remember when MySpace was uh, <laughs> around. Okay, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, and and you were the chief marketing officer at MySpace. How in the world did that come about? If you don't mind me asking. Interesting story. Um... We, uh, I was working at a company called E-Universe. Um, we had bought a, a company that was doing, uh, we were like really e-commerce. And the e-commerce, it started to fall off a cliff a bit. So the guys who started that e-commerce company uh, needed to do something else. And they, they, we, they loved Friendster, but you, you couldn't get on Friendster. It was, they had a lot of tech issues. So, and they were also limiting the community where you can only have X amount of friends. They decided to open it up and create tool set for musicians to invite their uh, audiences. And, uh, you know, basically in some sense it was copying Friendster but making it a much more open platform with, and the musicians started inviting all their friends. And that is sort of, I mean, there's, there's other elements to it but that was the basis of it really growing and taking off. The problem, you know, with MySpace in the end, I get my MySpace was focused on self-expression. It was very much about self-expression. You're, you know, you're, we taught a lot of tons of people HTML, basic HTML, because we allowed people to bring HTML into their pages and create their own pages, talking about clutter. Um, but, and then you have Facebook, which was like Mark Zuckerberg was just like this. He was about the efficient distribution of information. And, you know, that ended up probably being, well, that it clearly ended up being the winner. Right. <laughs> clearly. Yes. Um, Although, but careful, careful about winning because now you've got Facebook and you've got Google as so big, right. That somehow or other uh, they know far too much about us than perhaps they should. And, uh, you know, that invasion of privacy in the, the, the data-driven universe um, has become beyond Big Brother at this point, Sean. So there is a, hmm. you know, I know that the, the government is trying to put uh, dampers on what they can get at and what they can't. Do you, is that a good yeah. thing or, or not? Well, you know, awareness and uh, using these tools responsibly is really important. Like it, it is what it is. The genie's not going back in the bottle. So understanding how to use technology, how to use it safely. You know, if you have a child today, you have to teach them these things. So that's the down, you know, that's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of benefits to it. You know, right. like when I was in MySpace, um, you know, there were all kinds of lives that we saved, like kids who were, you know, potentially suicidal. They were the gay kid in a small town in Colorado who, you know, had no friends and was made fun of. And then they connected with people online and who were like them, who were maybe in New York City or Los Angeles or Austin. And um, they weren't alone anymore. And, you know, they had, you know, so there's a lot of great things that social media brings us, uh, communication, connection, relationship maintenance. On the advertising side, um, you know, I, I've been using social media to advertise the journal, this, the, and it's, it's crazy how smart these Facebook algorithms are. I, I've, you know, I'm using Facebook and Instagram to target. 
And I've, you know, I'm targeting people who had a job in creativity and people who promote, um, you know, legalization of cannabis and all these things that are super logical and, you know, make sense. And I'm, I'm buying these niche markets because as a marketer for many years, that's what you do. Right. And what performed the best was Facebook, find my audience, adults, 18 plus. Like that performed. The Facebook al- algorithm has beaten me every single time. So <laughs> it's, it's really scary and, and beneficial in some sense on a cost per thousand basis or, you know, cost per acquisition. Right. Um, so that's been, you know, that's, that's, there's pluses and minuses, but now YouTube, YouTube and and Facebook have not, they don't have the best reputation inside the cannabis industry. They, they limit, uh, your successes sometimes. Um, how do you get around that? Well, so with, you know, my brand, it's, I'm building this brand universe that has a bunch of different products outside cannabis that enhance and my products are not gratuitous. They're not like hats and t-shirts or, or even ashtrays that are, which are, wouldn't necessarily be gratuitous. They're part of the process, but they're more, my, my products are about enhancing the efficacy of the cannabis product. So the journals are meant to be used while you're high and you know, even though earlier we were talking about the science behind cannabis creativity and how we're employing that, you can still smoke my, you know, creative imagination blend and think about, you know, your mortgage or your car repairs or, um, you know, paying for your kid's school. It, there's no guarantee you're going to have a creative experience. So we created the journals to be guardrails on the experience, to ensure um, that you would, you know, have... A, a create a productive creative experience while you're using our product or using really any cannabis strain that's great for creativity um, to really have a, f- a focused session while you can. And then the content on, on pilgrimsoul.com is historical and insightful content. 30% of it is about cannabis. Uh, and most of it's just about creativity and how to optimize creativity and tap into your own creativity, how to be creative you know, during uh, isolation, how to make your home office creative, all these things that are relevant to our lives. Yeah. So um, there are a lot of there are a lot of um, exercises, activities, if you will, in this book. Can you walk me through uh, one in particular that um, that you are very fond of or are you fond of all of them? I suppose it depends on well, what creative mood you're yeah. in. It really depends. I give this, you know, I give this example all the time. Someone just wrote in to tell me how offended they were by one of the exercises that I created. Um, that is the one I usually give as an example because I think it's funny. Don't but, let one email ruin your marketing or your dream, Sean, right? True, That's, true that. Right. <laughs> true that. You have to, you know, one thing I've learned in marketing is that if you try to please everyone, you generally please very few you have to lean into who you are be respectful be aware but there's no possible way to please everyone right um bob dylan said that (laughs) he may have so um there's one exercise in here which i think it's in the creative focus section so the 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 journal is split up into four sections creative awareness focus imagination reflection 
again, different types of creativity. There's a creative focus section. There's one exercise where you're the, and you'll, you'll appreciate this because you were in sports casting. You're the coach of your kid's peewee basketball team. Yeah. You're up 10 points at the half, but you bet heavily against them. So you have to give a halftime speech to your, to your kids that allows them to lose with dignity while you trash your own. So it's like this funny, you know, anybody, if you were, if you were reading a traditional book on creativity, they might say, write a motiv motivational speech about, you know, as, your, as a basketball coach. That wouldn't be good enough for our journal. That's just too simple. We got to make it funny, quirky, reverse engineer things and make you put you in a situation that you're maybe uncomfortable with or you, uh, a perspective that you haven't considered. So that, that, that enhances, that helps enhance creativity. So this ultimately is about manipulation through storytelling. You have to empathize with the kids, empathize with their parents, protect your reputation potentially, think about cultural, social, you know, impact of the things you're sharing and their desire to win. And there's all these variables that you have to put together to put this ridiculous motivational speech together. Right. Um, and, you know, some of the, you know, and then we have examples. So the, the journal is broken out into each exercise is broken out into three sections. One is the exercise, which is usually funny or fun, often good to do with someone else. And then the why section, which explains what the science is behind it, why you would do this. Because some of the exercises like this one seem so, you know, insane. And, you know, how could this possibly help me with creativity? So we explain, and then we give you an example of like, you know, to show you. And in this example is like the, the coach is like, go for three point shots, go for five point shots. You know, like, it's not about winning. Let them think you, you let them think they got the best of you. So anyway, so that, that's one example, but there's 50 different exercises and they're all, they're all very different. And they're a lot of fun. I mean, I, I went through a few of them when I first got the book and I was like, oh my God, this is going to take me forever to get through. And I, and I was actually looking forward to it. And I, I definitely will grab those books back when I get a chance to do them. In fact, um, she who must be obeyed is visiting her daughter this week for Mother's Day in Chicago. And one of the things I asked her to bring back was, please bring back a copy of Sean Gold's book. OK, because I really want to hold that. And look, I mean, I have all the materials. I got my colored pencils. Right. I mean, I've got the scratch card things you got. I mean, it was it was quite the package when I opened it up. I was like, this is great. This is not just read the book. This is experience the book. Is that a better way to describe yeah. it? Or experience the brand. Yeah. Yeah. And Very cool. All of these things are again meant to be help meant to enhance the creative efficacy of cannabis. Now, Sean, I'm going to guess that you get hit up to talk at different conventions. Uh, do you ever come out to the East Coast at all? I, I well, in the last year and a half, uh, obviously not. <laughs> I haven't done. I haven't done much. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm, uh, I've been who has, by the way, who has, if unless you're a first, a frontline worker, right? I mean, come on. We yeah. just... <laughs> I know I'm, about, I'm working on a conference now here. Um, I think a small conference, it's called high on middle age and it's in middle is very small in the title. Um, gotcha. and, but it's about like, you know, 
tapping, like setting the, the burners on again at, you know, 50 and, you know, tap, it's, it's about microdosing and it's about um, like finding a second career and all these different things. And it's a very hip group actually. Um, it's about sleep, a bunch of different. Um, so getting back to your question, I used to do a lot of public speaking in my different roles. Um, I've been doing, I've been teaching, I got approached by American Express, oddly enough. Uh, some people there received my book and they wanted me to teach a Zoom course on creativity. And I was like, you know, this is about cannabis. This, I mean, it's not about cannabis. I mean, you know, it, it, they wanted me to send the book. I was like, I don't, I don't, are you sure? You better check with human resources. I don't <laughs> think you should be sending this book. Um, so, but I did teach the course. We didn't, you know, we didn't mention cannabis. I'm uh, teaching one to Nike, the Nike creative team. Uh, I taught them to a fintech company called Blue Vine, an advertising agency. So I've been doing Zoom courses, which are really fun, great yep. team building. Um, and I have a new version of the journal I just came out with last week that doesn't reference cannabis only because I've had so many requests for people that want to give it to their teenagers or want to give it to their office mates. So it's this, almost the same exact book. It's that I just took out cannabis and took out some of the more body exercises. Well, you know, first of all, you touched a, a nerve with me about um, parents. First of all, the toughest job any of us will ever have. And I think anyone who is a parent understands that. But I also see now a great opportunity for parents to talk to their children about these adult activities. And I'm talking about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. This is a perfect opportunity to look at the dangers of alcohol versus cannabis. There was a horrible story, again, involving alcohol and hazing at a fraternity in a, yeah. uh, a college. You remember, I, I'm not going to mention the cause. It's not fair to them because it does happen all over. I'm not naive. I understand that. It happened when I was in college, too. And it's another reason why I enjoyed cannabis more than alcohol. It is because of that. OK, yeah. it is poison. It's poison compared to a plant. Right. And you it isn't good for the body to take 20 shots of alcohol. OK, it just the, the human body was not designed that way. If the if you had twenty bong hits, you would live to tell that story. That poor yeah. kid is not going to be able to tell that story. Yeah, I have people on my you know on our social media who are talking about cannabis and how bad it is for you, and you know uh, the dangers of cannabis, and how you know potentially addictive it is. And I'm like, you know, we addiction is bad. My comment is always like, addiction is bad, and if you are an addict, then you know do not use the product, and you know, but. I also asked, like, I'm just just checking if you're leaving these same comments on alcohol ads and food ads and because obesity is a bigger killer than cannabis by far. And the right. addiction to food is much bigger and the addiction to alcohol. And not only the problem with alcohol, forgetting about the addiction is it's not only dangerous for you, but it's incredibly dangerous for other people. If right. you're drunk, more right. people, you know, so there's a great there's a. Um, a British study from a, you know, a government scientist who ranks the most dangerous drugs and he ranks them by dangerous to you. The, you know, the overall equation is dangerous to you and dangerous to other people. I think right. cigarettes and alcohol, alcohol is number one, probably cigarettes are up there. 
you know, but you get down to like LSD and mushrooms are like way at the bottom. Yeah. Things like that. And obviously uh, amphetamines and things like that. Um, Painkillers are right. up at the top. Right. And the most, drugs. and the most, and it, interesting. And nobody talks about the most addictive drug that 91% of the people in the world have an addiction to it's something we crave every morning when we wake up i know you know what i'm talking about it's caffeine and coffee and go go a day or two or a day or three without your regular coffee and see what effect physically that has on your body i'm yeah headaches headaches immediate headaches okay so you know to me that's another one of those things that people just don't think about and understand enough about how the human body reacts to all these other factors that are out there and their adult activities, you know, and it, we go back to what we talked about at the very beginning, which is responsible use, learn about how to use the product properly so it can enhance your life, not destroy your life. Because we all know too much of a good thing is still too much of a good thing. Yes. There's someone right? sent this meme the other day. It said, I hear there's a pill that can cure addiction. And then underneath it said, I wonder what taking two of them would do. Ah, great. That's, <laughs> that's a great thing. We have a, we have a doctor um, on a show coming up tomorrow night that um, his name is doc, Dr. Peter Grinspoon. And his father, Lester, was one of the foremost authorities on cannabis research at Harvard in the 60s and 70s. Oh. And uh, when we talked to Peter and I asked him this question about, how do you know addiction versus dependence? And he said, that's what we talk about in the psychological world in, you know, all the time. Where, what is that line? And what he came to say was something that has stuck with me. And I, I like to share it with others. I'd love to hear it. When your use of a product turns to a negative side, where you feel like you have to have it in order to function normally, then you are addicted to that you that's a that's a huge difference where there's a physical reaction to it and that you feel like i need to have this in order to do my normal activities that's when you know you need the help and why you should be reaching out and asking for that help which i found you know kind of enlightening in many many ways yeah i mean i like to have a beer or two at the end of the day and you know i all i pretty much consistently have a beer or two at the end of every work day and you know my wife would say you know I, you're an addict you can't not have that beer I'm like uh n- not in germany like right. i mean i was like this is i don't i don't need more than two it doesn't affect my life right you know but it, for me at the end of the day it's sort of the signifier that my day is over right and i can now relax and like move from work mode to you know relax mode and right. it's, a, it's a portal i go through Right. It's on the clock, off the clock. Yeah. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a symbol. Okay. I'm off the clock now. I'm going to have my beer um, for me because I'm allergic to hops. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's red wine. It's red wine. And I do love my red wine and have had amazing experiences in Napa Valley beyond what you can even imagine. But all that being said, uh, Sean, I want to find out how can people obviously go on Amazon and get your books, right? I mean, thank God for Amazon. They can go on Amazon. Oh, I, I meant to talk about I, I, I wrote that another story about Amazon. 
um, as far as the big brother thing. Um, but uh, they can go on Amazon, uh, buy it um, on, at pilgrimsoul.com. Um, we include a bunch of other stuff that you won't get on Amazon. Um, stickers and cards and things like that. So it's probably better to go direct to the source. Although, you know, we use Amazon. We use something called Fulfilled by Amazon. Um, they don't buy it wholesale from us, but we sell it on Amazon. And, right. you know, last week our book was, the journal was number 530 out of 48,500,000 books on Amazon. Wow. Um, which one of my investors pointed out to me. I was like, I, you know, I haven't been really even watching that data. And, but, and then I noticed when you Google the name of our book, Amazon is actually buying ads against the title of our book. Now, I thought if they were buying it wholesale and selling it on Amazon, I could easily see them doing that. But they're almost like our fulfillment company. It's almost like you hire a pick, pack, and ship company and they, they start advertising against you. So I was like, that is amazing. I wonder, I mean, these Amazon algorithms, you know, are like, they've got it all figured out. Some computers like, okay, we're making $11.25 from every sale. Like it's going to cost us this much to advertise. Like it was, I was, it was just crazy that, my fulfillment company, you know, FBA, Amazon, right. is now competing with me, uh, you know, from keywords. Right. And then <laughs> that's one of the things people don't recognize is that's a, is it a basic strategy? Uh, look what your competition is doing and, and try to buy those keywords that they're using, right? You see it all the time when you search for something and, you know, immediate, you're searching for furniture and you're looking in one place and the competitor shows up, right? I mean, it happens all the time in search. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's a strategy, right? I mean, that's a lot of people do it that way. Yeah, we, we yes. We, I, we're I, I, know, I know it's happening in the cannabis space too, uh, in this state and, uh, there's some bullying going on. I'm not going to start naming names, but it really does bother me that in this space, in a new industry, in an industry that has an opportunity to literally change the world uh, and, and is trying to do it on a regular basis. And now that that power and that greed of yeah. capitalism is rearing its ugly head. It's like 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 the big picture of cannabis, you know, those billion dollar trillion dollar industry projections that are out there by MJ biz, like it's not going to be enough for everybody to be satisfied. You know, I have to have more than my share. I just, it, it, it kind of goes counter to a lot of the things that yeah. I believe that this plant can do. I don't I, know how you feel about that. All, yeah. I mean, I, I was in the early days of the internet business and the theme there was co-opetition. We were trying to convince everybody yeah, co-opetition. We were trying to, you know, all, bo all boats rise with the tide. If someone made a real big mistake, then it affected everybody in the industry. So everyone helped and everyone shared best practices with everyone else. And, and, and then Netflix went public and, you know, everybody got greedy. So same thing here, you know, the early year days of, and, and there's still a bunch of co-opetition happening here in this space, but it's, you know, as the more money, that gets involved, the more cutthroat it gets. It's just the way it goes. It's uh, the way it goes. It's, uh, I'd like to see the way it goes be changed. I really would. I'd, I'd like to see it be, uh, let me rephrase that, tempered. Let's temper it, okay? So that everyone can get an opportunity to come into this industry and get a fair share of success. There's going to be plenty of it around. More importantly, it's all driven by education 
examples of like the pilgrim soul is perfect example of that as are so many others that are out there. Uh, Sean Gold, I could talk to you for hours just for the record, but I do appreciate you taking the time that you did uh, to join us here today. I really appreciate you having me on your show. It's been great. It's been really fun. And uh, I'll be honest, you'll, you can come back any old time and we can continue these conversations. I love these types of conversations. You know, you mentioned my sports casting career. I used to talk about, you know, who's going to win and the defense versus the offense. And, <laughs> and now I'm talking to PhDs and organic chemistry and botanists and scientists. I mean, it, it boggles my own mind that the, uh, the level of conversation has gone so high, literally and figuratively, in the cannabis <laughs> space. So uh, anyway, Sean Gold, I've really enjoyed uh, talking with you. Uh, Pilgrimsoul.com, yes? Pilgrimsoul.com. That's where you'll find his products. And uh, and he's Sean Gold. And I guarantee you, if you use that little contact, I'm sure that he'll get back to you, too, because you saw that even one email, one email caught his eye recently and and it affected how he was thinking. So, uh, again, um, Sean, thank you so much for, for joining us here today. Yes. Thank you. That'll do it for another edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young for Sean Gold, our video producer, Dan French. Again, remember, it's a whole new world of weed out there, people. Use it responsibly. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Weed Talk and In the Weeds are two productions of pro-cannabis media supported by Revolutionary Clinics, one of the top medical cannabis dispensaries in the Massachusetts area. Now with three locations in Greater Boston, two in Cambridge and one on Broadway in Somerville. Rev Clinics has a patient-first mission. They will customize your needs as a medical patient with the proper titration and combination of strains, flavors, and products. Rev Clinics, where the patient comes first. Hi, Jimmy Young here, and I have to ask you, are you secure? If you're in the cannabis industry, you have to have security for your grow facility or dispensary. And we are so happy to welcome Salient Systems to our group of supporters. You get to call their rep. His name is Ben Shower at SalientSys.com. So don't even wait an hour. Call Ben Shower at 413-333-7974. Cannabis Media Programming is available live and on demand on our Facebook page at ProCanna Media, on Instagram at ProCannabis Media, on LinkedIn also at ProCannabis Media, on YouTube and YouTube Live on ProCannabis Media, Twitter at ProCanna Media, and on twitch.tv backslash ProCannabis Media. So like, share, and subscribe to all of our content, newsletters, and shows live or on demand. We are Pro Cannabis Media.